Jaylee presents Jack in Jungle. Taking you from the city to the tropics. This is Jaylee. Promises I've more than my The sounds of tropical and tribal. Welcome to the tropical sounds of Jaylee. first met over two years ago playing in a club for a tropical house day party in Camden of all places and he came all the way from his hometown Hull. He's part of the 615 group and if you're a househead like me you'll know 615 literally run the DJ industry up north and drop bangers. And talking of bangers, Ben is known for his effortless take on dope remixes on house music favourites. 2019 he dropped legendary remixes of Foolish, Strings of Life, Praise You and newcomers like Lone by Joel Corey, Medusa, and basically, if you named them all, we would be here a long time. But end of March saw him drop another huge legendary track of Put Him High with over 100,000 listeners on Spotify and 20,000 on SoundCloud. He has had support from the likes of BBC Radio 1, Mr. Dram, James Hype from Kiss FM, and hosts Ministry of Sounds Friday and Saturday night takeovers on Capital FM. Ben, it's been a long, long time since we spoke. I have to say, first off, I'm loving the DJ takeovers you've been doing during this quarantine time. How has coronavirus been for you? It seems you have been proactive during it. I always ask everyone, what corona goals do you have planned after all of this is a long, distant memory? It literally feels like it was around five years ago when I met you, but I think it was just a couple of years ago. And uh, since then, we've been back and forth sending each other music, haven't we? And obviously, we've chatted here and there where we can. Um, It's good to catch up with you, but... In terms of what I've been doing in my spare time, I think what people need to realise is, yeah, you know, it's an awful situation we're in. We're all in the same boat, but as a creative, as a DJ, musician, whatever you are listening to this, there's never been a better time to get creative. There's never been a better time for us to actually adapt our skills, go digital, you know, start making services available online and start building a following. And I've just taken it in my stride, really. And to be honest, I've hit the ground running. I've been doing a lot of mixes on YouTube. I've been doing a lot of, like, interaction on social media, which, to be honest, I usually don't do because I see it as a bit of a distraction. But at the minute, there's nothing to be distracted from. Um, I'm still making a lot of music and I'm still working on, you know, remixes. I'm still making mixtapes. I'm still doing all sorts. But we've got a lot more free time, so I'm using it wisely and building the following and building the engagement. So it's all going well for me so far. Exactly. And just making sure that you stay consistent after this is all over. I'm kind of worried about when we come back and everything picks up again. I'm just like, oh my gosh, will we have our residencies? Will they have enough money to be able to bring us back? Because we all have rent to pay. I'm thinking there might be a little ripple effect. But talking of music, 2019 was such a huge year for you. You created so many tunes, I cannot keep up. When I was looking at your database, I was like, oh my gosh, he never stops. Let's talk about what inspired you to recreate some of your house music favourites. 
I guess in terms of plans for once this is all over, it's just maintaining. I think consistency is the key. Um, it's something that I've always struggled with, and I think most people will probably agree. You know, there's a lot of DJs doing really good things, a lot of musicians doing really good things at the minute, and being really positive, myself included. You know, we're all putting in that effort to get online and make videos, make content, make music, give stuff away, keep people entertained, keep people happy. But I think what people forget is obviously when we all go back to the clubs and we start grinding again. That content's still needed. That you know, that interaction's still needed, and I think that's where it can go wrong for a lot of us, myself included. We actually slow down. You know, when I'm gigging a lot, the last thing sometimes I want to do is get up and record and mix and dance around my room. But I kind of need to do it, and I kind of need to keep it up. So I guess for me, once this is all over, it's just about being consistent and keeping up the workflow and the work rate. Because I've seen the results that it can get in the last few weeks just being active online. And anybody that's listening, that you know, is sat in the sat in the house with nothing to do and nothing going on, I really recommend you get active, you do what you're good at and you put it out there online because there's never been a better time to engage with people and there's never been a better time to grow your audience and grow some exposure. I mean, 2019 for me was a bit of a game change. It was a really, really strong year and I don't really think it was until like you get towards the end of the year when you start doing like your recaps and looking at how far you've come that I realised how much I'd actually achieved and obviously musically you know I had some big releases and I was really fortunate to get on some really good labels and in terms of inspiration I think I've always been brought up on kind of like old school house music old school dance music and old school kind of like just everything disco soul funk you name it my mum and dad my family have always brought me up on that so it's always played a massive part of me and I think in 2019 I just kind of looked at where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and I thought the only way I'm going to get there is actually by being authentic and making the music I want to make and what I, what I feel passionate about rather than kind of making music for the radio or making music for a certain criteria of listening it's actually taken me a lot further than I could have wished for so yeah I'm really blessed to be able to do that Wow, you are such an inspiration to listen to that. I bet you so many musicians out there right now are going, oh my gosh, yeah, you just have to do what you love and then it will be a success. And I've taken exactly that into my career and I'm so glad that you found your rhythm. So this inspiration on redoing remixes had to come from somewhere. Let's talk about what inspired you to start doing what you're doing today on Jagged Jungle and we will play it afterwards. I've always been inspired by people around me. Like I say, I've got a really strong family um, and friend network of you know musical people around me. Not not necessarily musicians, but just people that are pretty educated on the music and have always passed it down to me. Like my mum, my dad, my uncle, my sister have all kind of given me inspiration throughout the years. And I can remember when I was 18, I went to my first like underground house event and, and it was like a really kind of techno-y tech event and obviously there's people doing all sorts of stuff there but for me I was just so fascinated by you know watching the DJs and I, I had no real like experience in music at this point so it was just a bit of an eye-opener and I remember going into like a second room and they was playing like funky house you know like head candy stuff and I was just like oh my god this is me because I got a bit bored of the stomping techno in the main room because it's just not for me that kind of music so I was like wow this vocal, this piano is amazing. And I remember hearing the David Morales remix of Space Cowboy by Jamiroquai, which, you know, it's just, ever since then, it's been like, it just rings in my head. You know, when I'm producing, I just listen to that and it gets me into a mind space that I really want to be in. And hopefully, eventually, I can start making them kind of legendary tracks. But at the minute, that's what's really, really giving me, you know, a bit of inspo in the studio to get creative. I love that. I love that that inspires you. And the fact that you said Jamiroquai, <laughs> that album my mum used to listen to over and over again. 
<laughs> it's quite a funny story. I got so sick of it. When she went out of the car one day, I picked up the CD and I threw it out the window because I was like, I can't if I listen to any more Jamiroquai. I'm going to go insane. But now that record is one of the main tracks I consistently play at my gigs. It never gets old. It's ageless. So without further ado, here is Space Cowboy Jamiroquai, the David Morales remix. <laughs>
Classics. You have a new single called Put Em High featuring two artists, Ethan James and Lauren Carter. Let's talk about the collab. Tell us how that hookup happened. Was it an easy process? Okay, so there's actually a bit of a funny story behind the Put Em High track. And it's basically me and Ethan, the guy that I made the track with, we originally remixed the original by Stonebridge around three years ago, I think it was. Um, you know, it went out on SoundCloud. YouTube, all the rest of it. And it did all right, but I think looking back, if you listen to the production, which it is still out there on YouTube to listen to, um, it's not done millions of streams, it's done, you know, maybe 20, 30,000. And you listen back to the production and you can see what we was trying to do and you can see that the idea was there. We didn't quite get it right. And I think that was just, you know inexperience. I probably wasn't ready to be producing and releasing that kind of music at the time. So we just kind of had a chat about, I think it was only about three months ago, and we just kind of said, you know, we should really re- redo that. Um, obviously, it's heavily inspired by the stuff what people like Joel Corey and James Hype are doing now, where they kind of, they've taken old tracks and made them into like, you know, upfront radio club hits um, with obviously Joel Corey, Sorry, and James Hype More Than Friends. So we kind of wanted to follow that path. Um, and we was looking at tracks we could do, and then we was like, do you remember when we did that remix of Put Em High? Why don't we redo that? And it was like, a flash in the pan idea one day and I just got busy straight away I was just like right I'm going to do it so I remade the instrumental with the original acapella on um, sent it to Ethan um, who'd already he'd, he'd started the track originally so it was kind of his idea that I was you know produ- producing with him um, and he was like mate that's that's great I love that <laughs> so we obviously got really excited but then we're like right we need a vocalist and then I think a week later I was at a wedding and as I walked into the ceremony there's a girl singing there called Lauren Carter and didn't know her but I think we had like mutual friends like we, she kind of knew who I was through other people and I, it turns out I knew a lot of people that knew her my sister knew her we had like good connections so obviously we both knew 
we was on the same wavelength and stuff. And I literally the next week straight in the studio on like a Monday morning at like 9am. Um, and it's quite funny as well because at the time I had a music studio in my friend's gym. So obviously there's a lot of noise going on in the gym so I had to record it in the morning so that they could turn the music down in the gym so that we could, you know, we could do the track um, in silence because obviously you can't record vocals with background noise. So we had to turn the music down and we did that wrote the track and then we sent it off for like a mix and a master by a guy that we use um, who really brings our tracks to life for us and then next thing you know it got picked up by a record label the latest sounds were absolutely flying at the minute and I think we are five days in and we've got about 75,000 streams on Spotify so really good reaction it's just obviously a shame that DJs can't currently play it in the club but I, I do think when you know we get back to normal it'll be one of them tracks that most people are playing it straight in the clubs and hopefully anyway so if they're not I'll be hunting you all down and I'll be fuming. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of scared now. I'm like, okay, definitely we'll play that, especially on streams as well. You know, we always have to support each other because we're all playing the same game and it's tough out there. <laughs> Going into your discovery over 2019, you dropped some bangers of originals and remixes. So I want to know what has been your favourite tune to create and then let's drop it afterwards. Yeah, I did. I made a lot of tracks in 2019. To be honest, I was on. I was on. Once I was on fire in terms of the quality, but I was definitely on fire in terms of the, you know, the work rate that I was putting in. I can admit that because I know how hard I was working. I was doing like 18 hour days in the studio. Then obviously I was DJing until three or four in the morning, a couple of nights a week to earn my money. And obviously, in between that, I was trying to keep up a social life, a relationship, family life, gym, you know, normal stuff as well. Um, so it was, obviously, it was a draining year in a sense, but it really did excel me and got me where I want to be. Um, I'm in a position now where I've got options to do things which I didn't have before I put the work in. So for anyone listening, I, I just recommend you get your head down and things will happen. Don't worry about trying to impress people and trying to do this and that. Just quantity at the minute and the quality will follow. So that's what I did last year. I just made a lot of quantity, really put the work in, and obviously the quality is hopefully coming through now, but... I think in terms of my favourite track to create last year, um, I did a remake of Strings of Life, which is obviously the original is like a classic staple of house music and most people know it. If, even if they don't know the name, they know the melody. Um, so I did a remake and it came out on Zulu Records. It got supported by Mark Knight on Tool Room. You know, it did really well and I think it was just so fun to remake because I obviously I had the original parts and... I was playing with the original light like, strings and the original pianos and I was just like, how have I got hold of this? Um, and then obviously getting clearance on such a, a classic anthem and then putting your own name in, on it, it was just wow. Like, I, even now, it just gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it wasn't a remix, it wasn't a bootleg, it was an original. They cleared that sample for me and that's like, it's mad to say that that happened because I just couldn't ever imagine that would have happened. Um, so, to, yeah, just just to be able to release such a classic house anthem, and I think I was so nervous to put it out because, you know, it's you get that wrong and your career's down the pan. <laughs> you get that wrong and people are going to boycott you so quick because it's such a classic, and luckily the reaction was incredible. I think when Mark Knight played it on tour room, that just gave it the stamp of approval, and any DJs that were doubting it were probably just like, well, I can't, because Martin Knight's played it. So that really gave me a lot, a lot of confidence and opened a lot of doors for me as well. So, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely saying that's my favourite track that I made last year. That's incredible. And you know you've made it when Mark Knight supports your record. So congratulations. And here is Strings of Life by Ben Rainey and Carl Hannigan. <laughs>
city to the tropics. This is Jaylee. That was Strings of Life by Ben Rainey and Carl Hannigan. Okay, now we're going into the technical side of things. What's your process on creating the perfect remix and what software do you use? I think for me, when I start a new project, it always varies and it always depends on, you know, what the situation is. Is it a remix? Is it original? Am I literally starting something from scratch? Have I got a sample in there? Um, I'm quite a varied producer. I do use Ableton solely. I've tried using other software and I don't know my way around it. I get stuck in logic. Um, I kind of understand it enough to, you know, if I'm working with someone else on a project, I can tell them what I want to do to it and I can help, you know, get involved with the production. But I I solely use Ableton for all my own productions and when I start a track it depends I mean what I've been doing a lot of the time now and I guess it kind of builds a good style up I've been you know finishing a project and then the next project I'll load up some of the samples that I liked from that project so say I like the hats and the claps or the I might just like the kick and the bass sample so then I'll put them into the the new project but then obviously I'll rewrite a new bass line and I'll create new patterns with the drums and then I've kind of got the same sound but a different style if that makes sense um, and I guess that's how you build up like a, a bit of a signature style as well because if a found sounds that work for me the work in the club the work for you know the listeners I guess there's nothing wrong with reusing stuff it's there's a difference between getting lazy and you know just being clever and I think I'm kind of getting to a point where I've got some great samples which I just reach to. I know the names of them from start, like say like they've say like they're out of a sample pack and the names something really crazy. I, I can literally like write it into my finder and just find them because I know them that well. Um, but yeah, for, for creating tracks, it all depends. Sometimes I like to go back to an old project and you know work my new track into it. Sometimes I literally like a blank canvas. But what I have recently done is in Ableton, which you can do in any software, and I really recommend you all do this. You can create a template to start with. So for example, you create a drum rack. Um, with a kick on it then you create a clap a hat um, a keys pad so it'd be like an M1 organ and then you create like a bass line which you can make in serum or massive or something so then you've got like your go-to sounds so you can just drop a one-shot sample onto any of them or you can create like writing on your MIDI keyboard you can just basically get a track started in like 10 minutes so like sometimes I'll just get busy from the start and I'll just do like 20 minutes on it and then I might leave it for the next day and then I might be like right that doesn't sound right or do you know what that's a great idea I'm going to roll with that so you're just not wasting as much time that way and that's that's definitely a good production tip for anyone listening yes I love that it's all about templates I think Purple Disco Machine does that quite a lot all of his tracks sound like a Purple Disco Machine tune so you know when you drop it people will come up to you and be like that's Purple Disco Machine because he has that consistent sound would you say you're more of a producer or a DJ what has been one of the best shows you have done well, I've been DJing a lot longer than I've been producing, so, I mean, technically you could say I'd be more well-known for DJing, but I think, obviously, as things progress and as things are going on, my productions are getting more and more well-known, um, and I'm actually backing out of gigs a lot more now. Not not backing out as in, like, not turning up and stuff. I just mean I'm not actually taking, you know, actively taking on residences just for income. I'm more only taking residences if it suits my style of music, whereas we all have that battle with ourselves. It's like... You could, we could all probably work four nights a week DJing comfortably and be getting paid a nice sum of money, but the thing is, it burns your passion out if you play music that you don't enjoy, and I think I went through that phase of just taking on gigs after gigs after gigs just to kind of build the bank balance up, but then I was realised, well, actually, I can't produce as much because I've not got any spare time because I'm always working, I'm always tired, and if I are tired, I'm busy. So I kind of backed out of gigs a lot, and, you know, at the minute, I'm really putting time and effort into production, and it's starting to kick on, you know, paid remixes are coming in, you know... Um, PRS is coming in slowly, very, very slowly. Um, advances are slowly coming in. There's a few deals here and there coming in, which it all does help. Um, 
but I do want to be known for my productions, I think, more than my DJing. Um, it's a bit, it's a weird situation, to be honest, because, I mean, as a DJ, I just want to be known for playing great music. I, that's all I care about. I'm not bothered about being the most technical DJ. You know, I can mix. Most of us can mix comfortably. I don't find that too much of an issue. Um, I think it's more... I'd rather build a bit of a legacy on production. I think you look at people like, you know, Joey Negro, David Morales, Dennis Ferrer, Mark Knight, and they've all kind of, yeah, they're all amazing DJs and we all know they are, but there's a million amazing DJs out there, but there's not as many great producers like them that have got names for production. Um, MK is a really good example. Like, I've seen MK live and, you know, no disrespect to the guy, I don't think he was a startling DJ and I don't think he'd ever say he was because I know that in interviews before, he's always said that he's a producer and he had to start DJing because he got... His productions got that popular, he was getting booked. He was never aiming to be a DJ, he was always a music producer. Um, but if you listen to his tracks, you know, everybody in the world knows an MK track, whether they, whether they realise it or not. Um, you know, my mum and dad could sing an MK track if if I put it on. It's just, he's just built that name and that reputation, that legacy now. So I'd rather be, be that kind of in that route, I think. Um, but obviously I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no to some amazing gigs and I've, I've been very fortunate to play great gigs over the years um i've done some tomorrowland parties i've done you know a lot of ocean beach i've been out to dubai and dj'd at some of the most amazing resorts out there um but i'm not sure my favorite gig would be it's a tough one to say really um i think it's got to be something back home where i live in hull um i put on my own event and it was easter thursday last year i think it was and you know do you know just when you can you, you've put the effort in and you've seen the rewards for yourself um not necessarily financially you know we didn't actually make that money after the amount that we'd put into production but just to see the joy that i'd put on some people's faces you know it was an idea i came up with myself um, i pretty much promoted it on myself we had a team of djs and we obviously had the club but in terms of actually getting the numbers through the door i really did put the work in and you saw the results and it was just like people actually appreciated what we'd done and the, the, I just remember the next day I, I went out and I saw loads of people and I just felt, <laughs> I just remember feeling like, uh, like people was just asking me like, oh, your party looked amazing or thank you. Like people was like, I was there and I was like, I didn't even know there was there. It was that busy. Like it was just a good feeling. Yeah. So I think putting on your own party is definitely got to be one of the best feelings because you've worked for that moment. So you're going to reap the rewards more than you are if you maybe go and play for someone else um but yeah except from that obviously ocean beach is good to play um dubai is just incredible but i think them kind of places are more for the cv than they are for the actual entertainment because obviously in ocean beach and stuff a lot of people are busy on the phones and stuff so you don't necessarily get the reactions you'd want from the crowd um i have had some good sets there but i think playing on my home turf I know the crowd like the back of my hand and I've obviously built a good reputation up here where people appreciate what I'm trying to do and appreciate my music I think <laughs> um, but yeah it seems to be going well so that's probably my best gig and that was Piper in Hull and the event was called Wanderlust that is so true actually because it is where you play location really supports your gigs massively I remember playing at SDK in the States in Miami and I had a few people come up to me and go, what type of music is this? Because they'd never heard music like house music that we play in the UK. Location plays such a big fundamental part of our sets. So, is there any artist that you would like to work with in the future and what track do you wish you had produced? And we will play that afterwards. Wow, that is literally such a hard question to answer. I've just had a little think about that. Um, there's so many DJs and producers that I'm rating at the minute. Um, in terms of like up and coming DJs and producers that I'm 
100% supporting. There's a guy called Sam Beach. Um, he's making some amazing tech. Um, there's Joshua, who's just signed with Love Juice. There's Charlo, again, on Love Juice. Um, Lewis, a guy called Just Lewis. His tracks are amazing. Um, but then, obviously, in my friendship circle, there's guys like Elliot K, Alex Ross, Dots Per Inch, obviously James Hype, um, Anthony Miles, Ryan Nichols, Josh Hunter... The, the list goes on of just like UK producers that you've all probably heard of which are just like I class as friends so like they're the ones that I'm going to support the most you know it's a bit of a you know it's a very competitive industry that we're in and people seem to it's a bit dog eat dog but for me it's I want to come up with my friends you know I don't want to I don't want to do this on my own like obviously we all want our own success and I want my name to be you know respected and I want to do well for myself but if I can do well with other people that's a memory then it's not just my own accolade we can look back on it and be like do you remember when we did this do you remember when we did that so yeah in terms of artists that I want to work with I'm kind of working with them because I inspire and admire all my friends that I'm working with um Anthony Miles is a phenomenal producer for anybody that doesn't know he is um I work with him a lot he's just a creative genius and I had to think about this but if there's a guy that you know, I look up to and I'd love to work with in the future. It's got to be David Penn. Um, he's signed with Defected Tour Room, all these cool labels. Um, and he's just killing it. He's just got this style where it's like disco-infused, like, basses and cool guitars and keys. And the track, what I wish I'd have produced, which is again by David Penn, and it's called Stand Up, and it's out on Defected, and it's just a phenomenal record. Wow, I don't know that record. I'm so excited, though, because it's nice to be inspired by brand new music you haven't heard before as a DJ. Okay, Ben Rainey, this is the track that you wish you had produced. Here is David Penn and Ramona Renee. Stand up. If you believe in the fire that's in your soul, come on and stand up. You gotta believe in the fire that's in your soul, so come on and stand up. Let's dance. So come on and stand up. If 
to the tropics this is jaylee wow that is going into my music catalog it kind of reminds me of heavy by hi-fi sean and crystal waters and i get why you wanted to produce that record such a good tune let's talk about your schedule now everything obviously has been delayed because of corona but do you have any exciting shows coming up that we should know about I guess in terms of schedule um everything's just completely up in the air for everyone um you know, I had some dates booked in Ibiza this summer. I had a trip back to Dubai planned to see my friend Chris Wright, who's a really, really good guy. He's smashing it out there. He runs a lot of events and he's a just a nice guy. He's very humble in what he does and he's, you know, he's got a great work ethic about him. So I was really looking forward to obviously them trips, but they're kind of I think I think what people need to realise is obviously most things are not cancelled, they're postponed or they're delayed. Um, so most of these events, you know, that have been planned probably will go on, um, whether it's going to be, you know, this summer or whether it's going to be back end of the year or whether it's ne- sadly going to be next year. You know, these things are going to happen and we've just got to use what's in front of us and use the time to get creative. And to be honest, obviously, I know this is a tragic time for the world and I know that things aren't really going right but as a creative as I've said before this is just such a useful time you've got two options you can lay in bed and watch Netflix all day uh, or you can get up you can get in the studio you can get busy you know for me I think it's I've been creating a routine and I've been up out running or on my bike for like 9am come home breakfast coffee bang emails done straight in the studio lockdown do a bit of social media stuff then straight back in the studio for the afternoon and then kind of switching off at like seven eight o'clock then i watch the tv then i'll watch netflix because we've got that you know luxury of being able to not worry about going to work or doing anything on the night no one's busy no one's doing anything so get get active get creative that's my edge for everybody that's listening to this is go and make a track go and make two tracks go and make three go and make four even if you don't start releasing them when things get really busy when the gigs come back in in like say like a month or two or maybe more we've then got a bank of tracks which we can go right have that have that have that you know i've got these loaded um that's what i'm aiming to do at the minute yes exactly let's make loads of music and then we will be inundated with great music last but not least you're going to absolutely kill it in this industry ben and you're already showing that thank you so much for coming on the show and before we close the interview off is there anything you would like to add before we play your new single yeah i just want to say thanks for having me on the show jay it's been good fun catching up with you and uh, hopefully very soon we can you know get together and do some back-to-back mixing and 
get some production stuff done together and wishing everybody that's listening you know health happiness and stay safe during these hard times it's not going to last forever um again just importance of production and you know being creative for all the djs and producers out there it really really is the time to get stuck in and just want to give a shout out to taylor shipley she's an 11 year old dj um uh, instagram is at taylor shipley dj drop her a follow she's she's incredible what she's doing she's um she's a star for the future and she's definitely one to watch Cheers, guys. Baby, let me be me. Those were the words you gave me. Never found this way before. Your love tastes like to the tropics this is jaylee that's it from me and ben rainey on the second episode with jagged jungle thank you so much for supporting me it honestly means the world i can't express how much i've appreciated your likes shares and comments on my music it makes it all worthwhile inspired by the love from the community if you liked what you heard today on jagged jungle like comment and share with friends and invite them to escape to my jagged jungle sharing special interviews with respected global and underground djs stems to my music so we can truly collaborate and for showing such incredible support over the years unique online discount codes for brands we know and love i feel blessed to share these important moments with you so thank you for subscribing love jaylee